What ho, cats and kittens, and a much deferred welcome back to Discontent Provider. Not only is this our first podcast of 2024, but it also marks our anniversary. Yes, this Farago has, give or take a couple of missed episodes, uh, endured the slings and arrows of technical incompetence and gargantuan public indifference for a whole year. How about that, Arkham, my lad? Not bad, eh, what? And definitely the thing to focus on, rather than any misguided and unconstructive reflections on why we've stuck at it, or if we should continue so to do. We're too deeply embedded into the zeitgeist to pack it in now, so let's have a quick bask in an all-too-rare sense of accomplishment, and blow out the metaphorical candle topping a notional birthday cake. And that's that. It's not, after all, as though we've been starved for celebrations lately. It's high time we ceased our lollygagging and merrymaking and turned our attention to the stern observation of our duties and obligation as podcasters. Having said that, it wasn't a surfeit of festivity that led to the uh, somewhat spotty scheduling of our show over the past couple of weeks. Far from it, in fact, the... uh, The fearful egg that gripped the family did, a few days after Christmas, managed to get its talons into old Foxy, leaving me little more than a wreck. Fevers, delirium, measureless oceans of mucus, all conspired dashed effectively to keep us from your ears. Dear me, if you find my guitar playing ropey in the usual run of things, you should have heard it about a week ago, when I was barely able to hold the damned instrument, and my numbed and palsied fingers were shaking like cornstalks in a high wind. Not to put too fine a point on it, and to avoid the worst excesses of clinical cant, I was fucked six ways from Sunday. However, now, like the most wonderful time of the year itself, sickness has receded into the past, and we're back at the old stand, dispensing riffs and rhetoric with as much or as little skill and elan as you've come to expect, nay, to deserve. I trust then that you, podcast pals, are all ready to get serious. By now, you should have boxed up the baubles, polished off the last few mince pies and matchmaker chocolates, and all in all, laid aside the spurious air of goodwill and hope in favour of the spirit of dour pessimism that is not just more becoming to a grown-up, but is pretty much essential if one is going to negotiate this weary, wicked world without being driven clean out of one's tiny mind. It turns out, and I have to say I was as surprised as anyone else, that the world's greatest lurcher and myself take quite a firm line on yuletide shenanigans. While some lightweights, dilettantes and hedonists might feel that Twelfth Night is the cut-off point for rocking around the Christmas tree or whatnot, we take the view that anyone still at it in January is taking the most frightful liberties. I mean to say, we'd all love to drink poor all year round, but it simply isn't on. There are only two demographics for whom an exception can be made. Eccentric and elaborately mustachioed members of Victorian explorer societies or lovable old ducks who believe that a drop of ruby now and then help them contact the dead. If you're not part of either tribe, I'm afraid it's just unforgivable decadence. Right. Having thoroughly and ruthlessly expunged any last vestiges of fun from proceedings, we shall crack on with business as usual. And business is very much as usual, is it not? As the great and the good wind themselves up for an election frenzy, we, the poor toads beneath the harrow of a remorseless Westminster fate, 
have already been left bereft of any comforting illusions that the upcoming parliamentary promise-a-thon is going to be in any way different to those that have gone before. Like eating quality street in one's underwear while watching the Ipcrest file for the 23rd time, all the rhetoric of coming together, of Christian forbearance, and of keeping the flame of kindness alight in the midst of the bleak midwinter has come to an abrupt, one might almost say, grinding halt. The carping tribalism of politics is back with us in full force, maybe even in fuller force come to that, as though the Christmas holiday has done it some good, really given a chance to build up its depleted energies and come back stronger than ever. We saw this yesterday when Sir Keir Starmer began his Machiavellian manoeuvrings towards number 10 in a high-profile speech. He took the government to task for its manifold failures, criticised the cronyism that has characterised years of Tory rule and empathised with people's disenchantment with the political process before setting forth a cautious, oh-so-cautious vision of a Labour government that would, prudently and carefully, mind you, reverse years of decline and emphasise the notion of public service in the political sphere once again. Let's be blunt, shall we? Sir Keir Starmer is not a riveting speaker. I mean, he's competent enough. He must be. He was a successful lawyer for years. Uh, And he doesn't bluff and harumph his way through a collection of soundbites and debased Latin like some politicians with a frankly baffling reputation for skilled oratory. But he don't exactly quicken the pulse, do he? I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've seen where flashy glibness can lead, sometimes to podcasts, and it's not great. That being said, if you're going to be measured and dull, you have to make up for it in terms of content. Did he do that yesterday? He did bang on over much, I think, about his five missions, which are, one assumes, supposed to mirror Rishi Sunak's five pledges, and uh, I don't think they're going to win over any more undecided hearts and minds uh, more than uh, Mr Sunak's to-do list, quite simply because while both sets of goals are tailored to the core base, when they're repeated so often and so much at the expense of anything else, one begins to doubt that either chap is capable of saying anything other than those five things. People simply become sick and tired of the bloody things. It's hard to convince voters that uh, you're, uh, you're an effective force for change, a new, not particularly exciting broom, if you use the same gambit as the lad you're looking to oust. On the whole, it wasn't a bad effort, though, and it did anticipate the sort of tricks and dog whistles that the Tories will be using in the run-up to the election. It also, an unthinkable heresy, that uh, shat pretty comprehensively upon the principle of trickle-down economics a couple of times, which was refreshing, given that yesterday also saw a report by the high-paced centre think tank uh, pointing out that by dinner time on the 4th of January, that's yesterday, just to remind you, CEOs of the top 100 UK firms had raked in more than the annual salary of most of their employees after having sweated their way through two and a half days of work. For some reason, even though nobody believes in the principle, especially those who espouse it most vocally, it's one of those political sacred cows that is rarely challenged. Uh, like you know, like the assertion that the privatisation of everything has made everything simply ripping uh, ever since we were encouraged to tell Sid about buying shares in British gas back in the 1980s. So, you know, that was something. I mean, it wasn't exactly a socialist sermon on the mount, but as a statement of intent, it wasn't a bad effort. 
He really shouldn't open with a joke, though. I, I know that it's pretty much de rigueur in public speaking for dummies, but the, uh, the cat simply can't deliver even the most tepid of one-liners without making an audience try to scuttle up their own assholes until the hideously embarrassing silence that inevitably follows it has passed. Of course, his opponents in the Conservative Party were quick to decry his remarks even before he had made this speech. Tory chairman Richard Holden criticised Starmer as a, quote, weathervane politician, unquote, who will tell people what he thinks they want to hear on any given day. There may be, of course, an element of truth to that, though it's not exactly a sin unknown in politics of uh, uh, either party, uh, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that a lot of voters might just prefer hearing what they want to hear for a change, rather than the PM's steadfast determination to stick to bragging, sans evidence, that his five pledges have all been a rip-roaring runaway success for all the world like an underwritten non-player character in a video game, doomed to utter the same pre-programmed phrases until the crack of doom, or until the character gets you know, killed by the player. Which sometimes one does just to... You know, not hear the same sentences over and over again. Uh, what we can see is that despite Mr Sunak's determination to transform the political landscape last year, remember he said he would, uh, those hungry for change will certainly find little variety in the fare offered by the Conservatives. In addition to continuing to make noises about scrapping the hated inheritance tax, which, to be fair, some people do hate, of course. It doesn't half bum a cat or kitten out when a dead parent turns out to be less of a cash bonanza for which one had hoped, after all. Uh, they're looking to crack down on untaxed income people make from wheeler dealing on eBay and similar sites. Admittedly, this is unlikely to affect anyone who isn't more or less making a full-time business of it, but it's rather telling that they are encouraging HMRC to spend time, money and resources on chasing a very minor revenue stream while doing absolutely nothing to address the gaping tax loopholes that allow the super-rich to evade or avoid tax. I forget which one is the illegal one and which one is merely immoral, but either way it doesn't seem to matter as much when compared to squeezing a few shillings from some lucky punter who's managed to flog a rare 1948 Beano book. As I've already said, podcast pals, it's very much business as usual here in our not notably united kingdoms. Ah, I'm terribly glad I recovered in time to see it all unfold for another year. I really am. Well, we'll be off now then. Uh, hope you dig on the first song at the end of the new year. If you do, don't forget to subscribe, share and like Discontent Provider on all your social media platforms and uh, yeah, spread the word to all your friends and family members. Call it a belated Christmas present, if you like, as long as you do it before the 6th of January because that's 12th night and then we really do have to stop being Christmassy or indeed pleasant. Until next week then, from me, the Silver Fox and Arkham, the Black and White Dog, cheerio. Grab your hat and clothes because we're off to the races. It's going to be different, say the same old faces. Build your hopes higher than the wide blue sky because nothing's going to be the same. You've heard it all before, but this time they really mean it. History's late a mess and they're just the ones to clean it. Don't give it to cynicism about what's gone before, because this time they're changing the game. 
We've learned from our mistakes They cry as they fling their pleading hands up We're older and we're wiser with the brand new plan That isn't gonna fuck the bleeding land up They'll tell you that they understand exactly how you're feeling Their bullshit and entitlement have left you dazed and reeling No word of a lie, if you give them one more try They'll make it up to you and so much more The ruling party knows dissatisfaction is a brewing They want to keep on doing all the things that they've been doing Hard to make it seem exciting, fresh and new they know the public thinks that they're dishonest, cruel and sleazy Distraction and distraction are ridiculously easy Just tell the voters that the opposition hates you Cry havoc, let's slip the dogs of culture war Say they're fighting for the ordinary bloke Remind them that the status quo be only hope For salvation from the weird and the woke Obfuscate the figures, say prosperity is booming Say that this facilitates also child grooming You'll have a gammon army, happy to vote and serve When you're trying to get in Even with the played out government that's ready for the bin Advocating anything too radically different Will make the voters fill their damn pants The overturned window has been creeping to the right Soft pedal public ownership, don't mention human rights We're stuck with an electorate who seem to think they need a firm hand Remember that the working class simply do not need cure Or your brutal metropolitan lines they're all whale trained by a fascist corporate media to see that the free market works fine. Every few years we see the same fucking story. Think like a liberal but talk just like a Tory. Britain is a masochist that wants to take it hard up the arse. Yeah, Britain is a masochist that wants to take it hard up the arse.